the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Derry Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm honored. Today is Wednesday, November the 18th, 2020, in the year of our Lord. Today on November 18, 1978, you'll remember this. U.S. Representative Leo Ryan, Democrat from California, he and four others had gone down to Jonestown, Guyana, to find out what was going on. He had a daughter there. It was the cult. People's Temple had moved from San Francisco to Guyana. They had created a village there, a compound. A little over 900 cult members. Reverend Jim Jones was the leader. They didn't want these people intruding. didn't matter to them who they were. So they killed all of them. And then they killed themselves that night in a mass murder. I'd like to pause just for a moment because I think that's worth remembering. It's a little bit different than what we're experiencing today in our culture, but it's driven by the same dark, evil force. James Warren Jones was born in 1931. He died, of course, today, tonight, in 1978, along with his all of the followers of his cult. He was a preacher. He was a self-professed faith healer. He was, he was the guy who orchestrated the mass murder-suicide of himself and his followers in this jungle commune in Jonestown, Guyana, today, 1978. <clears throat> Back in the 1950s, he had launched his church called People's Temple. He started in Indiana. He was ordained in 1957 by the Independent Assemblies of God. Now, that would be different than the Assemblies of God that many of you would know in your towns as a church. He later identified as a Nazarene, Church of the Nazarene pastor. Then in 1964, he was ordained again by the Disciples of Christ. He moved his congregation to California in 1965, gained notoriety with his kind of a flamboyant attitude around San Francisco in the 1970s. He then said that God told him to leave the United States, and he took with him, as I said, over 900 people to Guyana, where they created this jungle commune. They named it Jonestown, of course, after himself. Today, in 1978, media reports surfaced of human rights abuses in this people's temple in Jonestown, U.S. Representative Leo Ryan, he led this delegation. He went to the commune to investigate. As I said, as I recall, he he or one of the group had a daughter that was part of that um, part of that commune. He and four others were murdered by gunfire when they arrived. Jones then ordered and probably coerced. Nobody knows for sure what was said before they all drank the Kool-Aid. And yes, that's where that phrase came from. But 918 commune members, 304 of them were children, 
almost all of them, a couple of them died from self-inflicted gunshot wounds, including Jim Jones himself, it is said. But most all of them died by cyanide-poisoned flavor-aid. Kool-Aid. Deception has always been with us from the very beginning. But sometimes when it manifests itself in such overt ways, you've got to pause for a moment and look at it and say, God, protect us from the deception that surrounds us in our lives. There are people saying so many different things today in the world. The politicians, some preachers, and others are advocating things that are absolutely almost impossible just from a human perspective to tie it all together. And sometimes you just wonder, who can I trust? (laughs) Who can I listen to? I'll tell you who you can listen to. Jesus. Matthew recorded it in chapter 24. Jesus said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall never pass away. And if there was ever a time in the history of America and in the history of our own personal lives, wherever we may be in that journey, whether you're a teenager or over 40, as some of us are, I will tell you something. You can absolutely be sure that God's word will never fail and it will never pass away. Isaiah knew that. He knew it a long time ago. In Isaiah chapter 40, he wrote, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand forever. These are times that we have got to be connected to God's word, and we've got to look at everything, not through some personality, regardless of who it is, myself or whomever, not that I'm a personality, but a voice. We've got to look at things through God's word, not through what somebody says. It doesn't matter who they are. If it doesn't stand true to God's word, then don't believe it. Just reject it. And I think that it's important in these times because the ability to deliver deception is much greater today than it's ever been with the Internet, with all of the, the, the ways of communication, communicating uh, various voices and sounds and expressions and content and all of that. We've got to be very, very careful. Be focused be focused on the Word of God and look at everything in our culture today through the lens of God's Word. We've got to stay close to the Bible. Today in 1883, the United States and Canada adopted a system of standard time zones. Today in 1928, Walt Disney's first sound-synchronized animated cartoon is called Steamboat Willie. <laughs> Guess who it featured? Mickey Mouse. It premiered in New York. Today, in 1963, the Bell System introduced the first commercial touchtone telephone system. Today, in 1966, U.S. Roman Catholic bishops did away with the rule against eating meat on Fridays, except during Lent. Today, in 2003, the Massachusetts Supreme Court, Judicial Supreme Court, they ruled 4-3 to three that the state constitution, in fact, guaranteed homosexual couples, the right to marry. Today in 2004, Britain outlawed fox hunting in England and Wales. One year ago today, the Trump administration said it no longer considered Israeli settlements 
in the West Bank to be a violation of international law. That position marked a reversal of 40 years of American policy, and it undermined the efforts by the Palestinians to gain statehood. That statement that I just said to you comes directly from Associated Press. There is a different way of looking at that. Of course, Associated Press would look at it that way because the religious left would look at it that way. But in fact, for those 40 years of American policy, presidents have come and gone and said, well, we support Israel, we support Israel, because they knew they had to, to get the evangelical vote. Because evangelicals understand that God said, those who bless Israel, I will bless. And that's that's pretty simple. And we get that. And we want to be blessed by God. But the problem with that was that they would say those words, but they didn't really act on them. What they believed in their heart, only perhaps they, maybe they don't know. The heart is desperately wicked and deceitful. But God knows. But that's what they would say, but they would never act on it. Finally, a president came along, the most unlikely president of maybe all history, but certainly recent history, a person who was not identified as George Bush was and others, with the evangelicals. Jimmy Carter considered himself an evangelical, said that often. But Trump comes along, and he's none of that. But he said, yeah, I'm really pro-Israel. So he moves the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem and shocks the world that every some people were telling him, you can't do that, that's going to disrupt the world order and blah, blah, blah. Well, it didn't disrupt anything. It was something that was in favor of what God has said in his word. So four, four decades of American policy was four decades of American presidents saying, yeah, we have to do this, but none of them actually did it. And the connection there is that Israel was given the land by God. And it's always been Israel's land, not the Palestinians. I I know that's very controversial, but that's biblical. And that's where we are today. So, as I said, there's so much deception out there today. I I mean, it's amazing what we see. I got this email this morning. It says, Dear Mr. Randall, thank you for keeping us informed. I had begun to think that, in fact, Mr. Biden had won the election. He said, She said, I'm, I'm so thankful for your setting, setting this straight. Your coverage of this has encouraged me to pray more diligently for a favorable outcome. I appreciate your spirit as you keep us informed. It all, almost seems that yours is the last voice for upholding righteousness in our society, and especially here in California. Thank you for the many things you covered, especially on 1117. That would be yesterday. I pray for your protection daily. May you and your family have a blessed and happy Thanksgiving. Well, we're not the only voice, but there are not enough voices that are speaking to the truth through God's word in the culture. And thank you to the person who wrote this for recognizing that. That's all we want to do. I do not want to be a voice unto myself. I want to be a voice on behalf of of what God says, because that's what ultimately is important. I'm not important ultimately, and neither is anybody else who's out there talking. Ultimately, it only matters what God said and what God is saying. And the rest of us can be 
can amplify that. We can assist in that. We can help in that. But we are not the voice. John the Baptist recognized that. And I think the voices in Christendom today, the people that are true to God's word, they recognize that as well. I certainly do. But thank you. Thank you for recognizing what we're trying to do. And thank you so much for supporting it. And your support is so essential. We live in a time when businesses are being forced into bankruptcy by these cockamamie edicts that governors are putting out, people who are thirsty for power for the most part. They're confused for sure, whether it's Oregon, Washington, California, they're all the same, same kinds of leadership in all three states. We need we need to be feeding on God's word and we need to have an understanding of what's going on, but it's becoming difficult. As I said, businesses are being pushed into bankruptcy just by almost arbitrary uh, shutdowns, lockdowns, policies that these people themselves, Gavin Newsom was at a big party yesterday, or I guess it was day before last night, at a big party, no mask. He's telling churches and everybody else in California that they have to do all these things and they can only have three or four people. The same thing Joe Biden is saying about Thanksgiving. And he's there partying up. People took some pictures of him. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. That's the glibness with which these people are leading these states. Kate Brown's the same way in Oregon. Jay Inslee's the same way. I don't know how hypocritical he is about his practice. We'll see in Thanksgiving. But I mean, these people put these things out there and they, they, they ruin people's lives, but they don't abide by them. They don't live by them. And they, they get caught all the time. And when they get caught, they just apologize and go on. There's a sense of entitlement. There's a sense of elitism among far-left pro- so-called progressive leadership. And that's what we're experiencing in our world today. And I try to speak to that. And yes, what we say is controversial to some. I understand that. And I'm not trying to be controversial. We're simply trying to speak to the truth. And always through God's word. So thank you so much for supporting that. We wouldn't be here without it. I mean, we would just be gone. So thank you so much. And we need your support. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. Or you can go to faithandfreedom.us. That's our website. There's a tab there to contribute online, to donate. So click that and you're in. Thank you so much. Interesting comment I noticed today that Thomas Edison once said, many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. Well, that can never be said about the man Donald Trump, for sure. He doesn't give up. This election, by all accounts in the media, has been given to Joe Biden. But Trump and the people working with him and for him have not given up. This uh, email that I read a few moments ago, she recognizes what we're doing and what we're saying about it. But to suggest that it's, you know, a given, <laughs> it isn't. It's going to be a very, it's going to have to be miraculous if Trump is able to turn this around and win this election. But we'll see what happens. But it's interesting what is happening because he hasn't given up. United States Electoral College candidates in Nevada pledged to President Donald Trump. They filed an election contest yesterday, alleging on the 17th election 
alleging irregularities, improprieties, fraud in the state. The election contest filed with the first judicial district uh, court in Carson City. It says that they are challenging 40,000 votes cast in the presidential election, more than the unofficial margin between Trump and former Vice President Joe Biden. They either want that changed and they have they say they have the proof or they want the uh, election annulled <laughs> and done again. You can imagine that's either going to be totally ignored today by the press or if they speak to it, it's going to be in a very snarly voice and a very um, it'll be in a very negative way. Georgia is auditing their ballots. They found they announced last night or yesterday afternoon that they found 3,039 ballots that were just sitting in a pile had never been counted. Most of them were for Trump. That was yesterday. Last night. They found, and they're reporting this morning in Georgia, their Eastern time, so they were saying that a while ago. But first thing this morning, they said, oh, a third county in Georgia discovered a memory card that had with uncounted votes on it, the majority of which had been cast for, you guessed it, President Donald Trump. Our monitors tell us that Walton County election officials have found a memory card that was apparently not uploaded to the final tally. The number of uncounted votes, they say, is uncertain, but there are quite a few of them. That'll be count, counted today. Not to say they're all for Trump, but they think that based on the county it's from, that most of them will be. This is happening again and again and again. And as I said yesterday, there isn't time to go through all of the details on our program. They're just 30 minutes isn't enough, but I'm telling you that the irregularities are real and they run deep. Now we're discovering that Dominion Voting Systems has been forced into a place where they've had to admit that, well, yes, they do have some ties to the Clintons, Bill and Hillary Clinton, and they have some ties to Nancy Pelosi. They were denying that publicly, and now they've been put in a position where they've had to, well, admit it. Trump campaign attorney Sidney Powell, I mentioned her yesterday, over the weekend. She said regarding Smartmatic and Dominion computer voting programs, those are the two that are questioned. She said, we're getting ready to overturn election results in multiple states. She said, I don't make comments like that without having the evidence to back it up. Associated Press, other mainstream news operations are working overtime to suppress and mislead the public. But the head of the Federal Elections Commission the head of the FEC tweeted yesterday, he said, I believe her. I'll come back to that and tell you the rest of what he said. Also yesterday, Senator Marsha Blackburn, she cleared the air with Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg and Twitter's Jack Dorsey, CEO of those each of those two companies, about their role in manipulating the election. If I have time, I'll get into that today as well. But Dominion Voting System has denied allegations that their systems were programmed to be biased toward Biden and against Trump. People have been saying that, that have become aware of how their programs work. Well, they've been saying, no, it absolutely would never happen. It can't happen. We're, we're, you know, excellent. We're the standard in the industry, blah, 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 but they're not. They've also claimed that they have no ties to uh, Senator Dianne Feinstein of California, nor do they have ties to the Clintons or Nancy Pelosi. However, as bits of information come out, 
And they're beginning to finally see the light of day because of the tenacity of Trump and the people that are working with him. In a lengthy statement last week, this Colorado-based voting systems company, they admitted that they have indeed contributed to the Clinton Foundation, and they are no longer denied, but they didn't admit it, but it's a fact, that Nancy Pelosi's former chief of staff, this Nadine Ishlami, is part of their lobbying team representing their product to our Congress and to states around the United States. As I said, Associated Press is working overtime to protect them, and they write on and on and on. But even in the Associated Press's articles, you find they have to either omit things that they know they have said that is not true now because we've learned better, or they simply just avoid it. Omission is also a tactic that many use in the press to mislead. It isn't just what they say, but it's what they don't say so often. Dominion put out a lengthy statement. We learned a lot from that. Smartmatic, it's a companion system, although they declare every day to anyone who will listen, and the press is listening to them, that they're not formally connected. They're not formally connected, but they're informally connected, and they're companion operations. They've been claiming it ha- they have no ties to each other. However, a contractor for Dominion, he said in a sworn affidavit, and these people are like under oath when they swear an affidavit, said last week that she witnessed fraudulent actions at the TCF Center in Detroit. Her name is Melissa Carone. She said she saw workers count some ballots four and five times and noticed that one of the counters had even counted a batch of ballots eight times. She said, I confronted my manager, Nick, saying how big of a problem it was. And Nick told me he didn't want to hear that we have a big problem. He said, we are here to assist with the IT work, the technical work, and he, <clears throat> from the Dominion company. But he said, we're not here to run their election. So they're aware of these discrepancies. They're aware of these irregularities. But they're just saying, that's we're not here to check this election. We're just here to see that the IT system runs. Department of Homeland Security and Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. They said 2020, they made a statement, and it was covered all over the press. They made a statement the other day, this week, saying 2020 election was the most secure in American history. That's a quote. If that's true, it appears that the history of American elections have been very, very corrupt. It isn't true. They're not telling the truth. What the government agencies fail to tell the public is that Dominion Voting Systems is a member, the people that install and own this these systems, they are a member of the CISA Election Infrastructure Sector Coordinating Council. They're one of them. They're on the committee that made the statement that this was the most secure election in American history. It's like Hitler announcing that we have no, you know, Nazi infiltration in Germany or whatever. I mean, it's bizarre. I can't even think of an example that would rightly echo or reflect what these guys are doing. The people that make this make this software that it's becoming abundantly clear is set up for manipulation, first and foremost. They are on the committee who's announcing that this was the most the most honest and trustful election in American history. Well, I'll tell you, I I, I almost 
I almost have to say, are, are, Gary, are you sure that's right? Yeah, I'm sure. I've checked it out. Dominion is on this government committee. They're claiming there was no problem. They've been at the center of the controversy since Election Day. Antrim County, Michigan is where it started. It showed Joe Biden beating President Trump before the results were reversed. And everybody was saying, wait a minute, we've seen these ballots. That can't be true. So they looked into it and they go, oh, and they made an excuse because they were caught red-handed. It was made public. They came out, Antrim County, Michigan, and said, quote, the error was due to the county clerk not updating the software. So it was a human error, not the software being programmed through algorithms. Dominion and Smartmatic, they've been created. In my mind, I'm sure of it, for manipulate, manipulation of votes. Trump campaign attorney Sidney Powell, I mentioned her yesterday. She was on Lou Dobbs on Fox on Sunday. And she's saying, we're getting ready to overturn the election results, I'm quoting her, in multiple states. She said she has enough evidence of election fraud to launch a widespread criminal investigation. She said they can stick a thumb drive in the voting machine. They can upload software to it, even in, uh, from the Internet, from Germany, CISL, or from Venezuela, where this company is connected, or Venezuela, where it is said they used. I haven't been able to verify that, but it's said, it is said they, that was used in one of those dictatorial you know, elections where the dictator runs for office and says, oh, my goodness, he got 90% of the vote. He's in. Thank you very much for your support, that kind of a thing. So what she says is that her team has analyzed and broken down this system to the point where they said they can they can manipulate votes from as far away as Seisel, Germany. And she's saying they can shift votes, I'm quoting her, can shift votes in real time. She said alleged bad actors can remote access anything. We've identified mathematically the exact algorithm they've used, she said, and they've planned to use from the beginning that switch votes to Biden. Dominion says that's 100% false. However, Trey Trainer, who's the head of the FEC, the Federal Election Commission, he says he totally believes what Powell is saying. And here's what he said. He tweeted this yesterday. He said, having practiced law for almost two decades as a member of the State Bar of Texas, I've never known fellow Texas lawyer Sidney Powell to be anything but forthright and honest in every case she's ever taken on. If she says there is rampant voter fraud in the election of 2020, I believe her. So do I. As I said, Zuckerberg, Dorsey were addressed by the committee yesterday, the Senate, for doing some of the same things from their platforms. Marsha Blackburn said, what each of you needs to realize, we've heard it time and time again today, that you say you keep a list. They've kept a list of people that they are suppressing, they are taking down from social media, or are burying them somewhere where people can't even find what they've said. She went through that very articulately and very in a very, very uh, sophisticated and knowledgeable way. You know, our founding fathers could have never imagined the power of the Internet, for good, for evil. However, they always understood the power and the sanctity of the vote in our republic. And I will tell you, we are about to lose that. Daniel Webster told a group of ladies in Richmond, Virginia, he was a senator a generation after our founding. He said, impress upon your children the truth that the exercise of the elective franchise is a social duty as solemn a nature as a man can be called to perform. And he told them, teach your children.
Thank you for being with me today, and thank you for your support. I don't know how all this is going to shake out, but I can tell you there will be new things tomorrow that we don't know today. I'll see you then.